0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Professor Derek Rucker, who's from the Northwestern Kellogg School of Business uh, uh, Marketing. Uh, Professor, thank you for being with us. It's your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's your time of year, isn't it? <laughs> so this is speak. my favorite time of year football and <laughs> commercials. What What else could one watch? I know. And you know, every year I watch uh, the, the game, and I know that every year the commercials are going to be um, analyzed. I never see all of That's them. Right. I'm, I'm watching the game. <laughs> I never see all of them. I see the list the next day, and I'm like, I didn't see that commercial. Um, You've been, and Northwestern's been cataloging these uh, commercials for how many years now?
1: This is year 20, believe it or not. So for wow. 20 years, we sat and watched the commercials with the students and evaluated them in terms of whether they're effective or ineffective pieces of advertising. You watched them without a football game? No, we watched the football game. But but the football game is when we eat and use the restroom and so on. Yeah. Yeah. When the commercials are on, that's game time for us.
0: And what's the criteria? How do you judge so, just by watching? Sure. Just by watching?
1: Sure. So, what, yeah, just by watching. So, you know, what we look at is whether the commercial does work for the brand. And so, we'll see commercials. You gave a great example where you said, "Like, look, I don't even remember some of these." Yeah, <laughs> and right. every year, there are brands that they, they they fail to have what we call linkage. You don't remember the brand or one of the things we see is you'll see a lot of celebrities in commercials this year. And sometimes people will remember the celebrity, but give no thought to the brand. So that's one element we look at. We look at, if there's a powerful, compelling message behind it. Cause at the end of the day, if you're going to spend $7 million for 30 seconds, you should be building your brand, not simply making people laugh. Laughter is important, but just part of the equation. Uh, and I
0: know a little bit about advertising, and there could be some motivation to not necessarily try to get someone to buy your product, but to make an impression of who you are. Is that correct?
1: That's Yeah, you do know a little bit about advertising. Excellent. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> this, this is where it depends on what brand. So, yeah. you know, we'll evaluate them. Brands can get closer to the criteria. So let's take an example. Most car companies will see their goal is not for you to see that commercial and go, "I got to get stop watching this game and go get a car." Right? It's really to get the brand in the consideration set to think about it. But there'll be other products. Let's take Doritos. Doritos comes almost every year. Why are you coming, Doritos? Because I want to be top of mind. I want you to remember what I stand for. So that next mm-hmm. time you're in that very crowded aisle, you pick up the bag. And you go with me, so yeah. Brands can have different goals for sure.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, When did Super Bowl commercials start to come into their own, so to speak? I mean, I've been watching the Super Bowl for years, decades even. Yeah,
1: same. Long before I was a professor. Yeah. You know, they've been around. You know, since the '80s. A lot of people will talk about Apple's 1984 ad as one of the iconic ads in terms of setting the stage, but even around that time before, there was always something where, with so many eyeballs, brands strove to do more. And I think that's a really fun part, whether you're an advertising expert, someone like yourself who maybe knows a little bit about advertising, or you're a common person who's like, I don't know this, it's like, but we can all enjoy these. It's a truly remarkable event.
0: And the thing is, too, that these ads, a certain percentage of them, maybe even all of them, then continue to run in other programming,
1: Right. It's really interesting. You'll see brands with different strategies there. So some they will just launch the Super ad and they will live in digital and social. That's something new that has yeah. life there. But yeah, yeah, some yeah. It's, it's the start of a campaign, and so very much you see it and. Well, it's going to tee up this next three months of what the brand will do. And so, you know, when you look into these, some people get sticker shock, if you will, at the cost of Super Bowl ad. But a lot of brands are using it as a launching platform. So they're really in for more money, but they also see it as a bigger part of building their brand.
0: I was looking at your analysis of uh, Super Bowl ads uh, last year. But well, before we do yeah. that, well, wait a minute, before we do that, do you <laughs> have any information or... Preconceived notions about the ads that are coming up because some have been released, including the one I just played. Uh, Budweiser is come back with the Clydesdales. Yeah, uh, Oreos has a unique uh, plot line. What's going to be happening?
1: Yeah, so so I I do my best. So I know I know all this. I do my best to shield myself from seeing them too much. I love to see them live. Um, so I can tell you, but what am I excited about? So Budweiser's big news. It'll be really interesting to see after they tried a lot of different strategies, how they yeah. come back. Yeah. You know, Oreos is fun because Oreos has done things around the Super Bowl. Like they've had social media efforts around the Super Bowl, but now they're really entering the big stage. There's quite a few candy confections too. I think Nerds is showing up for the first time. Um, so, you know, but if you want to say, what are you looking for? Like there are certain brands, like Budweiser, like Doritos, where I just like to see what they do because they always do something interesting. I also then love to look at the celebrities they've brought in. That's a very common Super Bowl formula, and I love to see when does the celebrity build the brand versus build the celebrity. And that's something we will see on game night, where some of these ads will be like, "That's a great Tom Brady ad." I know Tom's yeah. gonna be around. Yeah, that's not what you. That's not the reaction you want. You want it to be a great brand. Uh, Ad for your brand. So those are some of the things. But the return of Budweiser's Clydesdales is certainly interesting. I'm, i I want to see how that plays out, how consumers react to it, and so on.
0: Um, we're talking with uh, Professor Derek Rucker of Northwestern, who's in the uh, the academic end of <laughs> Super Bowl commercials. Um, last year, if I've got this right. Uh, your analysis came out, and uh, the number one ad was Google Pixels, which I don't even remember. But yeah, <laughs> do you? Can you? I mean, it's a year ago, but do well, you remember what the? Uh, the uh, uh,
1: it's unfair to ask me those questions. I remember a right. lot of super ads, right. but that's also my job. <laughs> but yeah, I do. The Pixel one, you know, that was a great. So you asked, what makes? What do we try to do at Kellogg when we look at these ads? And so it's not just, did we like it? We're looking at the brand messaging and this ad I believe it had um, Amy Schumer in it. It showed basically how the Google pixel had a very simple functional benefit to it, which is it allowed you to erase unwanted aspects of the photo. And so it showed, for example, you know, people having a great picture together and then there was an unwanted third party or someone's ex-boyfriend that they didn't want in the picture anymore, and they were showing how you could digitally remove it. It was done in an entertaining way, but it's an example of, man, you see the product, it's linked throughout the ad, there is a message behind it. So that's mm-hmm. what we're looking at when we're seeing about, are these just entertainment pieces, or are they entertaining and building the brand? And that was one that swung at the fences and knocked it out of the park in terms of doing both.
0: You know, I understand that commercials are aimed at certain demographics that you're trying to sell it to. What are the demographic Correct. what are the demographics that are trying to be reached by the Super Bowl
1: ads? You know, it's really interesting. So advertisers have gotten more savvy there. I remember you know, a decade plus ago, you know, you get this response of like, Okay, I gotta think about males. And it's like, look, both men and women watch this. And so that's when we actually want to think of a broader audience, but you definitely, you know, one of the mistakes, maybe I answer the question this way, one of the mistakes you often see is you'll sometimes see very skewed knowledge. Like I'm going to show you this ad from the eighties. Radio Shack did this. I love this ad. This is like, this is maybe a decade ago now. Super ad reminds me about all the things about the eighties. Here's the problem. That was only relevant to a niche part of the group, like a sizable group, but it missed a lot of people as opposed to the Google pixel where That could play to anyone. And so I think the challenge, what makes this world a very difficult venue is that you do want to take advantage of the fact that you're speaking to potentially over 100 million people. And so to find a message that resonates with at least a broad subset of them is a challenge.
0: What brought you into this field of academia? What was your motivation? How did you get into this?
1: Wow, I didn't see this question coming, but I'm happy to answer it. Well, look, I've got know? a
0: pan. I've got a panel of students here, and we're going to rate your answer. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why. <fine. laughs> that's why. No, you did You know, for, so for me is I was always fascinated with the topic of persuasion in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when I when I started studying persuasion in graduate school, it just it was just like a dawning experience. I was Like, where do I see that in an interesting, fun, high stakes environment? And I look at the world of advertising, and man, there are people working so hard to get so many things right that that was just a wonderful playground to kind of study. So I was really drawn to this idea of just how do we persuade people? And by the way, I won't lecture on this with you, but persuasion, just for the audience out there, is not a bad thing. Sometimes you'll hear persuasion go, oh, manipulation. Like, that's not how we train our students. We talk about persuasion as properly communicating your value so they can decide whether you're a good product. And if you make good products, then you should communicate them in a persuasive way. But long story short, we're really interested in persuasion and just love the canvas that is advertising.
0: Well, if I was uh, in college age at Northwestern, I'd take your class. I mean,
1: well, thank you. You would be welcome to take my class. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: when would, when does Northwestern release the results of uh, this year's Super Bowl
1: ads. Usually, you know, on a good day, we're they're up within an hour or two of the finish of the game. So we're working very hard. Wow. As those commercials go, yeah, yeah, we, we you know we cut to it. People want to know. Yeah, yeah. So usually within an hour or two, we'll post them online. We'll get them across our digital channels, and then either that evening or the next day, we'll also share some comment, commentary. So the Students, the MBA, our MBA students, they're evaluating the commercials. But myself, along with my uh, colleague Tim Hawkins, we also supp- we we supply a little review of them, so you can yeah. actually learn. Just as you asked about the Pixel One, like why yeah. did they rate it that yeah. way? So yeah. we try to help educate people on why things happen the way they did.
0: Well, I can't wait to read your um, results and compare it with listeners and other folks who watch the game and. I, you know, I was asked earlier today, hey, John, what's your favorite Super Bowl commercial? I'm going, I have no idea. <laughs>
1: I mean... You know, and I think, I think that's what makes the commercial such a big part of the game, This you know, the game these days. It's like, yeah. sure, some of us are rooting for the team, but if you're not, there's always at least a few commercials the next day to kick around and kind of share. And so I think that's part of what has made it such a fun event. Again, whether you're an advertising expert, someone who knows a little bit, Or just a consumer who says, I'm just going to sit back and kind of admire what these brands have done. And keep in mind, like, when you see that spot, 30 seconds is estimated to be over $7 million. So brands are putting so much money into these executions. And so it's really where you're going to see the best creative work all showcased on one stage.
0: Do you have a favorite Super Bowl commercial?
1: Oh, um, I have a few. I'll limit it to, you know, so so the, the, the simple answer used to be like, Apple's 1984, but everyone will give you the answer. Right. Um, so I've written about some other ones. I think Tide is a brand that has just done some amazing work. So one of my favorite campaigns just a couple years back is one called It's a Tide Ad. People can go look at it. it features David Harbour from Stranger Things, if people know that name. Right. But basically what's beautiful about it is it's all about these commercials. They mimic them. And you're like, oh, I think it's a Budweiser ad. And they're like, this looks like a Budweiser ad, but it's a Tide ad. It was such a great example of getting people thinking about Tide the entire game that, you know, that one goes down in my yeah. playbooks is like, wow, right. that's, that's right. one you hadn't seen, and that's going to be hard to ever emulate. That's a favorite.
0: You're just doing the game, too, right? I mean, there's hours of pregame that are loaded with commercials. Do you cover those, too, or just We the game? don't.
1: So, yeah, so we focus you know, partly with some sensitivity to our students' time, but also where you see the best work is this might be of yeah. the audience too, best work, yeah, yeah. the official Super Bowl spots are during the game. So right. even when you break for halftime, a lot of those are not official Super Bowl spots. There's a lot of local spots. And the idea is you lose a lot of consumers during halftime to go do other things. So brands don't want to pay the national buy there. So right. when you know what counts as a Super Bowl spot, we're talking as soon as that ball is kicked and then until the game right. ends, but not, not, Anything happening during
0: halftime? Interesting. Thank you for being with us, uh, Professor. I'm looking forward to the results of this year's uh, Super Bowl commercial analysis. Thanks for being with us.
1: My pleasure. Love talking about advertising. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Professor Derek Rucker, Northwestern Kellogg School of Business.